Hey, welcome to Found. I'm your host, Daryl Etherington, and here with me is my office uh, Mate. <laughs> office buddy and co-host. Jordan Crook. Happy to be there. Even though she refuses to go to the office, as you'll hear oh, on this well. episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know why I would have to. I've been fine up until now. Guess what? I got news for you, Jordan. You have to go to the office now. Okay. <laughs> Not a <boss> of me. <laughs> exactly right. I have no authority to say that. But we're so much office talk because today we're talking to Larry Gadia, the co-founder and CEO of Envoy. Now, Envoy might be familiar to you, listener, especially if you're in the tech industry. It's the software that powers those tablets when you go to basically any office as a guest, as a visitor, or an interviewee, for instance, to sign in. And make your presence known and then, you know, alert the person that you're there. Now, Envoy does a lot more than that. As we learned this week, they do like workplace management software now. And they accelerated a lot of that roadmap to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic and basically created a lot of solutions for safely managing your workforce when you have like strict restrictions on who can be in the office and how far apart they have to be. And then they use that to create a product for kind of like hybrid remote type stuff and managing hot desking and meeting rooms and everything like that. So very cool. Jordan, you brought this to us. You think you just found Larry and and Envoy very interesting or what? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think Envoy has done a pretty interesting job of navigating through this pandemic for one. So I thought that would be a cool conversation. I've covered Envoy for a long time and they keep raising money. So obviously yeah. they're on, they're doing something right. And then I think the third reason I wanted to bring Larry on was that I've also covered a lot of envoys, like either direct competitors or kind of like adjacents. And they talk like, it's always like, Oh, you know, envoy, like uh, envoy mm-hmm. has become this thing that they reference as a pillar in this space. And so it just felt like with all those things combined, Larry would make a good guest here on the show and spoiler alert larry does make a good guest and you're <laughs> as you're about to hear <laughs> so enjoy this episode we get really deep into work culture shifts and and our various opinions on that mm-hmm. hey larry how's it going hey how are you thanks for having me daryl yeah thanks for joining us so I've definitely used your product <laughs> many, many times, many offices. I think it's pretty, it's pretty, Jordan, I, I mean, you probably agree, but like, it's pretty standard now when we go visit places that they, in the tech industry, that they have Envoy. I mean, it was standard like two years ago when I was going to yeah. visit places. I haven't visited a place right, in a really long time. So. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's literally illegal for a lot of people to even go back to workplaces to use the product. So yeah, yeah, no, there's there, a lot has changed. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I would love to hear more about that and what these past couple of years have been like for you. But I think uh, let's first give our listeners, in case they're not familiar, just give us a brief description of what Envoy is. Because pe- probably people have used it and maybe don't even realize. But if you want to take it away, uh, the elevator pitch, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, absolutely. This is a long elevator, but it's um, <laughs> basically Envoy. Uh, so uh, we started the company about 2013, 2014. And Envoy is really just designed around making really great experiences for every workplace in the world. And we started with what, what a lot of people have used, which is the Envoy Visitors product. 
And that product is all about whenever you go in, you maybe need to like type in your name, your email, it'll send like a text message to the employee there to tell them like, hey, you can come downstairs and grab the person, that kind of thing. And uh, sometimes you had to sign like an NDA, which right. journalists love, might I add. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they don't. And then yeah. they uh, basically what, what happened is uh, over time, it, it, it just kept on growing. It grew because people saw it. They liked it. They kind of had to use it. And then but they were kind of like, hey, this isn't super terrible. And the concept is that the workplace has been super, super underinvested in over the years. And kind of it was very RFP driven. It's kind of the stuff. And, and the experiences have never really been great. But what we kind of decided to do with Envoy is create new products that are exciting, that are interesting, that are well-designed, and something that that company's going to be proud of. And our visitor's product grew to something, it's like even 15,000 offices that's used in on a daily basis wow. right now. And then, yeah, and then there's a second part to it where it's like, then in comes a global pandemic. Uh-huh. And we have kind of changed everything as to how we operate today. And we are actually about kind of companies returning back to the office and providing the tooling for doing that safely, but also doing it in a way that's kind of much more flexible. It's about coming in with people and it's on certain days and having desks together. Uh, A lot of companies have uh, basically hired more people than actually fit in their office. So they need to be very good about time slicing everything. So yeah, we've built all sorts of new tooling. All this, uh, the workplace platform is more real than ever and just growth and everything has been super spectacular as we all brace for kind of what's been happening through throughout the the months and years. Great. So like, you, is that like, you talking about like hot desking and stuff like, like all these trends of like now this new hybrid work reality that people are moving towards, it changes very much yeah. what the, what the office is, right? Exactly. Yeah. Cause it's like, what's happening is, is not everyone is over COVID yet. So there's like all sorts of pieces around, well, okay, is, um, have you been near someone that's, that's sick? Have you, have, have you been sick? Do you have the vaccine or have you been tested recently? And then if you say the right answer to all of those, then your badge gets enabled to go mm. into the office. And then it counts how many people are in the office to make sure there's not too many people uh, because there's still ordinances in different cities around like, hey, you can't have more than 5% right. or 50% of your people there. Then it's about getting desks and they have to be together near a meeting room for the people that are there. And and it's like this kind of functionality that we've developed over the last year and a half. And it's just really about, hey, how do we get the employees back in in a safe way? But then it's about expanding it to like, well, for the people that are coming in, have food ready for them, have a parking spot for them, maybe have a locker for them. Let them have an app so they can see who are the people they're sitting near and and they can learn a little bit about people because in a hot desking world you don't know who the people are yeah. around you sometimes so that's what we're we're building all this tooling and it's really what we just imagined all along with the workplace platform and the office os we've been pitching forever but the pandemic kind of forced us into doing that way faster than we expected so uh we're happy about it but at the time it was like a little jarring let's just put it that way yeah i mean that was kind of what i was gonna ask was was this stuff in your vision or because like you mentioned you know like being more like the workplace platform or like something much beyond kind of the entry system although i mean honestly kudos to you for that product i really do like it. i find it it's like Oh, like this, this makes sense. Like I type in this thing and then I know that someone's got a Slack or an email or something on the receiving end. So they're like already alerted. Like it was like a very elegant solution to a problem that was like hard to kind of like identify even. Yep. It's a really big deal for companies. They they actually like, they, they, they need to know who exactly has been in their building. There's all sorts of audit reasons. There's a lot of industries that are highly regulated. They need to know an accurate list. 
scribbles on a piece of paper are not going to cut it for no. a lot of these industries. <laughs> and not to mention like, well, who's going into which offices worldwide? Like companies have hundreds, sometimes dozens, hundreds of offices. And, and if they like ban somebody out of one office, that ban should go to all the offices mm-hmm. immediately. So these people don't try to get in in different ways. And, and this is not to mention all the door access integrations, Wi-Fi integrations, like you get a unique password that expires in an hour. Like there's just like a laundry list of, of reasons to kind of do it more digitally. And, and that's what we've built out over the years. It's, um, it's very tempting. It was very tempting to just keep on building for that right. product, just given how powerful it is for customers. But it's also kind of like we had bigger ambitions, too. And, and I think that this pandemic really helped us here. Yeah. But you, you had those ambitions. It wasn't like they, they were like brand new, created by the pandemic. You had them. You just kind of like changed the order in which you addressed them, right? Yeah, we basically pulled them in. Like, um, in uh, we had a, a Envoy Deliveries, which is an app for basically a, another thing that's true in every company. Packages come in, and and people are shipping like stuff to the office because they kind of want a place where they're where somebody's always going to accept a package and it's safe and it's not going to get stolen yeah, from yeah. their like front porch or whatever. So they ship stuff to the office and then they pick it up and then bring it home. So that product had existed. We'd also started on our Envoy Rooms product which really um, deals with the fact that, what is it? There's a stat like four out of five meeting rooms are used properly, but then that one in five is booked, but no one's in there. So in a world where people are trying to find a meeting room at right now, it's like you, you want to find one that's available right now. And the, for what it's worth, that one in five meeting rooms actually hogs up a lot of real estate that's mm-hmm. very expensive in a lot of big companies. So when it comes to real estate teams, they see a lot of value in that. I want to talk about like, because it sounds like a lot of what you built during the pandemic or launched during the pandemic was stuff that you guys kind of wanted to build anyway. But can you take us back to like March 2020 and just like what it was like to be a leader at that time and kind of like how you recalibrated? Like what what was that like? And when did you make the decision to be like, okay, we have to focus our full attention on this. Like stop what you're doing. We're changing up the order here. Yeah, it was a it was not easy. Let's just put it that way. We started so we could notice that companies were starting to slowly go away from their workplace. And and like it was like the Monday, like it was there's some bigger ones. Facebook was saying we're all going to go home uh, like Airbnb or somebody as well. And then came the Tuesday. We were still holding. Customers were still asking to buy. We're all good. Wednesday, though, we kind of had this conversation as staff, which is like, we don't want to be on the wrong side of this. Mm-hmm. Like it will happen that like, we're going to have to go back and like, we're going to have to go to home because it's like this pandemic spreading way too fast. And, uh, and then on that Wednesday, we made the call the Thursday, we were all at home. And then the Friday we did our first show and tell, uh, which is our like a weekly all hands. Uh, we did our first show and tell remotely. And we had like backgrounds, we had like the sunglasses and like people, have, we have a th- different theme every, <laughs> every week. Yeah, that was a little like, at first it was like, oh, this is kind of fun. I don't know. We're all like kind of working from home. This is kind of neat. It's like, uh, I don't know. My microphone barely works. Mine too. And it was like (laughs) kind of this fun thing. But then like the Tuesday or the Thursday came, the Friday came, and then the the Monday afterwards. And it started like reality started sinking in that like, huh, we're not going to be back anytime soon. Now the governments were saying, oh yeah, no, absolutely. In two months, like the kids are going to be back or like, Oh yeah, no, it's it's gonna go away, like all this stuff, and and they just kept on like expanding. Oh yeah, and in, in next month, and the month after that, and the month after, it just kept on going in the cycle. And I was just kind of like, why are they? 
I don't understand how we're going to go back when there's a global pandemic that is spreading faster than ever. People are dying left and right. And it's like, this doesn't seem like it's just going to disappear. Like, unless we had like martial law or something where everyone was like uh, welded shut into their homes like they did in yeah. some portions of China, apparently. Yeah, or it's like not gonna uh, end. in New Zealand too, right? Like they did, like when they did lockdown, it was like, no, you don't, you don't go anywhere. You have no contact with yeah. anyone. There's, you don't order That's food. That's the only way. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And that was the issue. You don't order food. And then you had these other issues. So it's like, that's not going to happen. So the only thing that really could happen is we cross our fingers, which does not work. I can tell you that. <laughs> or you get a vaccine. At the time, even I was like, vaccines take like 10 years to make like, oh, my God, like what's yeah. going to happen? But in the end, here's the thing. The government's kept on saying we're going to do it next month. We're going to do it the month after. And for what it's worth, people kind of played along. Like, I don't know if they thought about it as like, well, maybe they're just optimistic or whatever, but they kind of, everyone played along. And, and if the co government had confidence, so did they. Mm -hmm. And it kind of like continues today in the same way, but it's, there's something nice about like people had, people optimistic, people like thought about, okay, well, when we do go back, like what happened a couple months in is so three months into the pandemic, we launched this thing called Envoy Protect which is the beginnings of returning back with a very limited set of people, like 3% of your employee base. That's when like temperature scans were in. That's when like people are answering, like, have you been to this random province in China? And like that kind of, those kinds of precautions. And the reason that happened, it happened quickly, um, but it happened because people came to us. Like I remember talking to this chief security officer at, at a major kind of uh, social company. And this person was saying, listen, we've talked to our door access people. We've talked to our camera company. We talked to like the people that provide the hardware for our office and none of them are building anything and they're all kind of confused as to what to do. Hmm. And what I want to ask you, uh, Larry and Envoy is like, can you guys help us get people back in a way that's measured that we know there's not too many people and where we're asking the basic questions and, and we integrate it all together so we know that we're being in compliance. And, and I was, I, I was like, yeah, I've been hearing this a lot from other customers as well. And it really, after a, a couple of conversations, it turned into like, Hey, let's, let's build out some products that are really designed around this. And then what happened three months uh, into the pandemic is we launched on avoid protect. And from there it took what was like a slight dip in revenue. It, it fixed it literally overnight. Mm. And then it only grew from there. Wow. We basically took what was the visitor's product and we turned it into an employee's product where the employees are doing it from their phone because everything was touchless at the time as well. Right, right. And that's and then we built that Envoy Protect, which is really just a way of registering your employees and, and being conscious about how many people are inside the building, contact tracing, all that goodness. Cool. So it sounds like, because my other question about that was like how much of this is kind of like a stopgap, like lost cost, but it sounds like you're using a lot of existing product and repurposing it so it's not like a immense yeah. r d lift or whatever right but also like i am curious still how much of this do you think will be sticky and how much of this will translate into something new and sustainable in terms of like a product line or revenue line for you it's interesting so uh, at the beginning of the pandemic we built out the desking products on what's called envoy desks today and that desking product was supposed to be to keep people as far away from each other as possible. Right. So what we did is we would try to predict how many people will be in that day. And then we would grid them apart such that there was far distance as possible from each other to reduce the, the likelihood of, of getting COVID. 
Uh, a lot of people had to go into the office, by the way. Like yep. um, they had bad scenarios at home. There's bad Wi-Fi, multiple people. It's, it's surprising actually just how many people were multiple people to one bedroom at home. There's construction. There's all these like problems. So some people literally did not have the choice to work from home. So those people are the ones that we were optimizing our product for. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they were spread apart. So this was Envoy desks at first. But as the pandemic kept on going and as like people now are vaccinated and they're returning to work, they're not, it's not good. Workplaces are not going to be the same thing as they were before. They're going to be a lot more flexible. And this concept of hybrid work where people are in for certain days on the things they need to be collaborative for, then like that changes everything. So now the desking product isn't about keeping people far apart. It's about putting them together. So, so now it's like, how close can we get them all together and put them all in like one little like neighborhood or a little region and then, uh, and then have a meeting room maybe near them and make sure that they have their food pre-ordered and make sure that everybody on the team is actually going to show up. So that desking product has turned into what is a full featured and actually way more even than a lot of the competitive products that existed uh, for a long time. It's amazing what, uh, what a little pandemic will, will cause a, a company to do, but like, it, it, we built out something that's very, very useful. And now it's like a full featured uh, desking product that has now has its own pricing. It has its own like page and everything. Whereas before we just kind of like, oh yeah, it's part of protect, which is really just kind of visitors, right, but right. like now used by somebody different. So it's, yeah. And then we added onto the Envoy mobile app. So Envoy mobile now has, you can see your visitors, you can see your deliveries, you can see your desks and which desk you've been assigned to. You can see the map. Now, I don't want to be overly promotional here, but it's just like, it's <laughs> exciting to see that we could just shove everything together and it makes a lot of sense. Like yeah. it's, it's kind of like people just want technology now for, are okay with technology at the workplace. So it's, uh, it's working out. What I was thinking about when you were talking about that was like, it's kind of like the compliment of like we had for a long time, right? This sort of like office based culture and like individual offices and cubicles or whatever. And then we went to open concept and the purpose was like, let's, let's do this because it's like a coffee shop and it generates like these random interactions and serendipitous collaboration or whatever. And then we realized like, that's not really, that doesn't work. Right. Like it's more just like constant distraction if you do it that way. But when you talk about that, it's like, you can be intentional about it. It's like, okay, everyone stay off in their silos, sort of like office work, but the office has shifted to home now, but it's still like a four walls concept or whatever. And then it's like, now come in for an intentional collaborative generative session that are like that punctuates these other periods of isolation, isolated productivity. Right. So that's like hopefully a nice balance that actually results in what the desired open concept approach was supposed to be with the benefits of the previous model. Right. I mean, are you seeing that people want that? Are you seeing data that supports that from your customers or like, you know, (laughs) I, I know it's early, but like, is that kind of, that must be an idea people have, but is it is it bearing out? I guess in practice. Yeah, absolutely, it's bearing out. Like, I mean, even I was I was just talking to somebody this morning, and it's like our last quarter was forty percent bigger than our next best quarter ever, like quarter over quarter, and it's it's insanity. Like, it's because companies are all having this very high level, C level discussion. How are we work? How do we work? Right. Like, how do we do our things? And, and also something we noticed is a lot of companies that are, that have gone to the press and have said, oh yeah, we're going to be full remote. Like we're going to just a bed time. Like it's, it's like we're working from bedrooms for the rest of our lives. It's going to be great. All of these companies are making massive expansions to their Envoy base. Huh. They're introducing desks. They're introducing rooms. They're, they're expanding to way more offices, way smaller offices, my right, I add, right. but way more offices. 
And, and it's, it's because like, I think it's really, you kind of set it where it's like, it's isolating to be at home. Like people, there's more to a, a job than just the work you do and the money you get paid. There's something about really like appreciating what you do and like enjoying it and enjoying the people you're beside. It's about seeing that the person beside you is not nearly as jolly today as they were yesterday. Like what's wrong? Maybe you can help them. It's about having like empathy around the people around you. And it's about like believing in something bigger than yourself. Companies have all these logos, do what you love. They have these giant things that like challenge the status quo. And and it isn't just there for nothing. Like these these giant things around an office, they're there to build culture, they're there to get people, bring them together. And I think none of that is really happening inside when, when everybody's solo on, on their laptops. Yeah. Now, it's a little weirder in terms of productivity when you're actually in an office because like, yeah, you are going to get like cornered in a room and it's like, hey, uh, you didn't get like my slides in time. Right, but right. There's something about being able to do that. And there's something about like, yeah, you could have worked on whatever idea on your own. Or if you had that two minute discussion accidentally with somebody, now you can work on something way more valuable that you can't really measure the productivity difference because it's totally different. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're seeing. And that's what our customers are buying us for. Just number of people that have even churned during this pandemic. We have a customer base of like six or 7,000 customers. I would say maybe a couple hundred of them were like left during the pandemic. And they've mostly come back. And a lot of these were like smaller companies that were that were kind of these these like self serves or like SMBs that maybe were in an industry that was more impacted during the pandemic. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like yeah, it's a little. Um, it, we're not seeing any evidence that these companies are 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 going away. If anything, they're expanding, and it's it's exciting. But it's like yeah, we have some uh, like there's a Envoy Return of Workplace Index that we publish every week, mm-hmm. and that just shows like how people are are going back, and it's showing something like four hundred, five hundred percent the amount of people they had in uh, what is it, it's, uh, April or May of last year. If you're listening to Found, you're probably already super interested in startups and the overall startup ecosystem. So we've got a great deal for you. We're going to offer you 50% off either a one-year or a two-year subscription to Extra Crunch. Extra Crunch is TechCrunch's premium product offering. And when you go there, you'll get deep dive interviews with some of the top founders in the industry. You'll get market maps on specific verticals and some of the most exciting areas of growth in startup land. You'll also get uh, surveys of some of the top VCs in different areas, including different geographies. So you can subscribe to Extra Crunch at extracrunch.com. That's probably the easiest way. Or if you're already on TechCrunch, follow the links for Extra Crunch and you'll get a prompt to subscribe and then just enter that code that's found, the name of this podcast, during checkout and you'll get 50% off on either a one-year or a two-year subscription. Even before we had like, the way I describe it, like uh, a flexible work or um, this dynamic workplace or this concept of like uh, hybrid work, it's it's not that different from like work from home that we had like well before the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just that more people actually try it now, which is yeah. which is nice. And yeah. it's nice you get to like focus on on like emails and stuff. Like sometimes you need everyone to just go away so you can focus on stuff. One to two days a week, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think so too. And I think it is, it's another thing where you do realize, and people now over the protracted period, I have, they realized at first, like, this is very nice. And I think a lot of them sought it out. And then they also realized like, oh, wait, like at length, this is, this is a bit exhausting and it has other negative 
fallout. In the in defense of remote work, there yeah. is something about during the pandemic that was not remote work. That was like the most extreme. Yes, you don't yes. get to see people at all, like not even a trip or flight or anything. Like I don't think that does uh, remote justice at all because that's not what people talk about. But it's also like I mean, it's much closer to that though. So I do think some people are kind of going a little nuts and like there's not like they're not sure what's wrong like a lot of people like people changing careers now more than, than ever um, there's a lot of attrition in a lot of companies yep. now it could be for a lot of different reasons but one thing is like yeah they're they're losing a lot of purpose in these companies and you almost kind of need the like i the propaganda around the yes. office to remind them why they're doing the thing they are and to remind them that you aspire to this thing that's crazy. And it's like, there's something to that. And yeah. it's, it's kind of like, I, it reminds me of these t-shirts that people wear. It's like the, I want to believe um, right. a t-shirt where it's like, yeah, there's aliens out there. You know what? I don't care if they don't exist. I want them, I want them to exist because it's a really cool thing to talk about and make work. And I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I think a lot of great ideals are based off of that kind of thing. So yeah. I think um, it just, it, it only helps people build a sense of community that has been lost during the pandemic. And I think most people need community in their lives or they kind of lose it a little bit. What is so uh, refreshing to me is to hear you talk about that in a way that is like, look, it's a, it's a, it's a construct. Like it's a fiction. It's a thing that we all know is created and, and it's not like in itself. Cause what you hear too often, the other side, well, when you're immersed in it is like, okay, like this is the way, and this is everyone get behind it. But I think it's fine and fair to admit, like, no, like, I mean, it's artificial. There's, there's artifice to it, right? But it, but it is something useful to everyone involved, right? Like, to have those shared kind of, like, goals and motivations and ideals. Yeah. Even if they're not 100%, like, real or whatever, right? Like, they don't need to be real to be effective. It's hard to quantify. Yeah. It's really hard to quantify. And that's where, like, a lot of companies that do believe in, like, having people in and that kind of thing try to... Like it's, it's, we've kind of shown that we were pretty productive during the pandemic, like very effective. All the companies just blew up. Yeah. Um, now post like, well, it's not post pandemic yet, but it's like, I don't know, a few months ago, it kind of moved into this world of, well, now the bars are open. Now you can do things during the day. So I don't know if it's quite the same levels of, let's just say productivity that's that we had during the pandemic, but a lot of people are also are a lot more burnt out. And like, it's, I think it's just really tough for a lot of companies to, to kind of, how do you say you want people back and it's good for because you want to build community mm -hmm. but there's no way to really measure it and there's no way to really kind of show it and then if you don't want to go back into an office like most don't because it's like there's lots of really practical reasons there's traffic there's like you got to get out of bed you gotta like you gotta spend more time and, and all this stuff but i i don't know it's just like it i like meeting new people i like hearing about a random thing that's going on in the world hey there is that concert going on people in their 20s by the way that period from 20 to let's just say 30, mm. that is the period where they are going to make the friends that's going to last them for the rest of their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because after that period, you're now like, you got like seven kids, you got all these different like things and like, you're kind of like, you're done. Like it's, yeah. so it's like, if you take that period and, and you put people in their home the entire time, like I hope that you have another place to build a friend group because it's kind of nice when it's forced on you. Right. It's like going to school without the clubs yeah. or without the like <laughs> events and the sports and the thing. And, like, I, I go to school because I want to learn. And like, that's literally the only reason you go to school. I think there's very few of us that, that would say that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those people could always make friends on meta, you know, it's all about. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Hey, you know what? Once VR is in, I think it's like, it would be interesting. 
as yeah. long as we don't all have to have avatars of Mark. <laughs> I feel like I didn't really get the answer that I wanted to the question I asked, so I'm going to circle back to it, which is... <laughs> what was it? I'm going I'm to reword it, and it's going to be like, did you have a panic moment? Oh, I see. At a certain point uh. at, at, during the pandemic. Like, did you see, like, oh, people are, like, not renewing their leases, and, like, oh we're really not coming back to work for like a year. Like, did you have a moment? Not really. I think it's like, and I don't know if this makes me a reasonable leader or something, but like you kind of, mm -hmm. certain people have an ability to kind of think very optimistically and believe it. And I think that that's like a skill that's really important for a leader to have and leadership teams to have. I don't think anyone really gets anywhere if like you encourage a world of, of like, oh no, what are we going to do? Um, you're always thinking like, I think there's a, an, an, a certain people have an inherent desire to, to be a know-it-all and to like, know the answer to everything. And yeah, I, I am one of those people, but it's like, I, I try to kind of, it's like, yeah, no, there's always a solution to any problem. It might require a lot of work, like building a brand new product and, and that kind of thing. But I don't think there was ever a moment of panic because I, I always look for something that's doing well to kind of ground the truth that like, yeah, no, it's never hopeless because mm -hmm. Worst case, we build for like remote work, but um, I've, I've been pretty stubborn when it comes to like, no, the workplace is going to exist forever and ever. It's just because uh, there's a first principle of people needing to be with other people. I've heard of the four day work week as a solution to getting people into the office. So it's kind of like, sure, we'll do a four day work week if everybody's in the office for those four days. <laughs> and then it's uh, as like, this is like the compromise on the way to like a longer thing. I don't know how we came up with the five day work week, but I know that that's kind of what expectations are in general of people. I think it was yeah. Henry Ford, wasn't it? Oh, he did, did he do four or five. I think he did five. He did five. Wow, that's pretty. Um, he that's. Uh, I mean, it's, he gave yeah, people he two like, more days. Working. That's pretty good to just uh, yeah. not do anything. Because <laughs> yeah. it was probably seven before that, right? <laughs> I think I, that's like somewhere in one of those like nooks and crannies in my brain. It was just like, where did the uh, Henry Ford? I could be completely oh, wrong. Yeah, it, it, I he be shut down his seven-day like, uh, automotive factories for two days a week. So yeah, it was yeah. like seven, and then he was like, "Guess what? Weekend." Wow. Oh, this is such a powerful <laughs> tool on my head. I mean, it is, or you can get a different set of people that work. Oh, I mean, what Elon does with uh, with his rocket company and Tesla is uh, they basically have a different shift that works the night shift. Right, right. And uh, and of course, they work seven days a week now. Or maybe it's like a different set that I don't know exactly the, the, the scheduling. I've always been really impressed just how fast they move. They basically, nobody can compete with them because they're always working. But I think it's like uh, staggered shifts or yeah, something. Yeah, I think it's staggered shifts. Yeah. Yeah, ByteDance today announced that the whole nine nine six thing is uh, is going to be like ten five, and then I think it's I, I forget if it's still six days a week or seven or what it is, but uh, they announced a new shift of their thing. I just wanted you to pick a side, Larry. You've been very <laughs> diplomatic so far. You That's think it's anything man. shocking at yeah. all? Uh, I mean, no, because then I'll have stuff written, and then it's like it's like a, <laughs> there's no benefit. There's no benefit to Larry you know, picking like, a side. <laughs> Yeah, there can be. At least like, for me, though. Yeah, yeah, be that's bold. true. It's true. See, there you go. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's pretty bold to like be in an office right now and say positive messages about not just like rolling out of bed and onto a Zoom call. I think that that's that's like pretty like dare I say uh, like just like risky. Yeah, that is on the but, edge. Yes. Yeah. 
You're going to get some hate mail. <laughs> it's so nice though. There's all this space. They have these free drinks and, and it's, and it's like you get, they deliver, they pick what food you, you get to eat. <laughs> like, I don't have to like go to DoorDash. I don't have to spend an hour cooking. Like it's, it's silly perks. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it's kind of like, I don't know. Sometimes I don't want to worry about that kind of stuff. And I, I think the workplace is nice. I a hundred percent. I agree with you fully. I, you know, and cause like we work, generally remotely like a tech crunch like all most of the time right? we worked remote before yeah, any yeah. of this so but you did it before it was cool. crazy what's that <laughs> before it was cool yes but like when yeah. i had my shopify like uh, sabbatical i guess I, like i loved it i was like i and I, I kind of like overdid it i was like oh my god i'm in the office all it's great i can be here and then when the work day is done when i got the beer fridge like it's the the whole thing yep. is here right and the whole team had the beer fridge too yeah. and that that was always really nice like when i was there i was i was a weird like half employee i don't even i wouldn't call it contractor and i wouldn't call it employee it was like this weird consultant like, or uh, some like kind on-site? of uh, yeah but yeah. when I was there, like it was like at night or like at six o'clock or whatever, that's when it turned into like part two. Right. And part two was like, it's, you're still there, but now you're drinking and now you're sitting down and you're getting to meet new people. And yeah, you have your laptop there and everyone's kind of pretending to be working, but like, and they're like intentionally trying to work, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. But it's, it's like, that's like culture time. And for people in their twenties, I think that that's easy uh, for people that, wanted to be in their 20s that it also was really nice for them this is and me it, it i feel like, personally attacked just saying yeah i mean that's how it is it's nice to have that like what are you going to do now like you go to the local bar or something and it's like oh geez okay all right i've turned into that like it's it's kind of like uh and then you get to you get to talk about okay this is like me as an engineer a little bit too much but like you get to have conversations about JavaScript and like weird no, I, new versions I 100% of TypeScript. know what you're talking about. Like it wasn't that for me, but it was like talking around the things that you're doing in a way. Cause you, you have that baseline of like, look, we yep. all share something in common. Right. As opposed to your other example, like going to the local bar, it's like, Oh, hey, like, it's, there's yeah, no starting you, point. Oh, you like the sports team as well. Oh, great, <laughs> great. All right. I don't know what LeBron did last time. I don't, but like it's, I don't have anything against him. I just don't know the things. But yeah. let me tell you about type safety and like that is that something. <laughs> well, to argue for the other side, I graduated college and got my job at TechCrunch and worked remote the whole time. So I never worked in an office ever. And I had a ton of friends in my 20s. I don't have any anymore. <laughs> but like yeah. back, back <laughs> in the 20s, whew, yeah. loads of friends. Yeah. I don't know where I made any of them. Now that you're saying that, I was like, wait, how did I meet any of in those college people? is different. I feel like... Yeah, you make friends just randomly I mean, in university. But I graduated it's, with a few college people that remained. But then I think it was like people who I worked with from other companies mm, right, that right, right. mostly ended up becoming my friends. And then you meet people through them. And then you don't have to worry about like, oh, am I saying something I shouldn't say? Or am I drinking too much in front of a colleague? Because like right. you're not. I'm just a random person. But to Larry's earlier point, like as you get older, it just becomes harder because you're just like more you're more i guess like preoccupied or bogged down in the other elements of By being adulting. a human being yeah, yeah 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 it's the life thing like after a certain age you just like get back into the cycle of like what you're supposed to do and then it gets a little off but like 
Yeah, I mean, but again, it goes back to like, well, it's nice to have an escape from from the life thing. Don't get me wrong. People love their kids and kids are wonderful. But if they're around you all the time, it's kind of like you need to like snap out of it every once in a while and remember like, oh, yeah, there is like this grander world that does all these things and and this kind of thing, too. And like we can have both. Yeah, we can have both. It doesn't just have to be the one amazing thing all the time. People will admit and and luckily no one has to admit, I don't think on this call, but like people will admit to us or when you talk to people who are parents and, and especially with young kids, it's like, you know, please God, give me a break, right? Like <laughs> need a break once yeah, in a yeah, while. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And yeah. uh, even if people won't say that out loud publicly to each other, they'll admit it to you in confidence. Right. So like that yep. is part of that is like, yeah, like you just get that time away to go be in a different headspace. Right. And I think, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. nice somebody requiring that of you yeah. too, because then you kind of feel like it's like, well, I have, have to. to. Yeah, the yeah. Wanted, gone. But you have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we really, <laughs> we really have advocated what for time is it office okay, culture. Okay, <laughs> I have <laughs> not. I want to be clear. As I've listened Jordan to this go not. on, I not. feel like yeah, I'm not on this team at all. Just to be clear with our listeners, okay, it's two v one. I'm you're doing putting, fine. You're putting it in the in the sand here, like it's remote like, no, working. We are, it's it's great. I'm sitting. Yeah, yeah, he's talking about like rolling out of bed and getting on a Zoom. It's like exactly what I am right now. Um, and we don't all get that luxury. We don't all get that that ability to do that. Like you're, you're I I do think there is a reality where some jobs are a little bit more flexible to that kind of thing. Like I do think that that like drawing your I think yours is very like very good because of that. But it's also like, uh, I don't know. I don't think most people are like that, though. I think some I mean, people just kind of like, they just miss it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And I think that there are people who like me. I've never really been someone who needs to be around a lot of people or really anyone. Like, I'm pretty chill on my own. But we do. I mean, Daryl knows we have days where we have lots and lots and lots of meetings, a lot of kind of right. like contact. And those are okay. They're tiring. And there are days when things are slow and I can kind of like manage my own tasks on my own time and walk my dog and make a leisurely lunch or whatever. And those days are good too. I just think that whenever I, for short periods I've been in the office, there was a time when our boss wanted us to all be in the office back in the day. And I felt like I got nothing done ever. Mostly because when I am around people, I want to talk to them. So I'm mm. only doing what the good parts of what you guys are talking about. That was all I was doing. Yeah. But I'd I think- get dressed, I would get into the office, and I'd be like, what are we going to have for lunch? And like, who's hungry? And like, what did you have for dinner last night? And what did you watch on TV? And like, let's talk about that until lunch. And then after lunch, we'll do some more talking about what <laughs> yeah, we yeah. It's like, maybe I'll do a little bit of work, but not really. No, back to talking. Yeah. But, but I yeah. think- like we have the thing where we have the fe- feast and famine thing, right? Like we just go between. And so when we have those, those times in the office, we just like really engage in that part of it. Right. I think it's a great end. There's always like a spectrum, right? And we're on the spectrum that like, generally speaking, like me and you, Jordan, and a lot of our colleagues prefer the isolated mode. And then what we need is this punctuated, like, once every three, four, six months, whatever, we come together and we have like a immense social overload. Uh, we go to disrupt and we, we socialize with everybody. It's a great time. And then back into the shell, right? To like recuperate and rest. But like we're, we're full up, like we ticked up our meter, right? So like, but what's really nice and what seems to be the way that most of the companies that I think are getting it right are like allotting for all. Like in the same way that you would at one point have like, 
an independent contributor and like a people lead track for people to progress through their careers. There's also now this like, let's look at different methods for you to be part of local culture or remote or like a hybrid of both and kind of like find where you're most effective and then live in that. Right. So I think that's the way forward. You and your team are most effective. Yes. Like that's yes. the, um, there's something about like, um, cause it's, uh, it's, it's kind of, I've, I've, I had this conversation with a friend of mine where it's like, uh, the like introverts rely on the extroverts to like kind of pull them out of their like introvertedness to like do a thing. Because I think most introverts, they actually like doing more like uh, extravagant things. They just like kind of need the people to, to pull them out of it. Yeah. So right now, everyone, all the introverts are getting exactly what they asked for, which is literally don't talk to me. I'm going to be alone in my spot. And I don't know, for some people, especially myself, I'd like getting pulled out of stuff and, and like, I like random things happening. Yeah. Um, I've decided literally to go fly to a different city in a brunch. Now, maybe like the, the, what I was drinking in this brunch was like uh, conducive to this, but basically <laughs> it's just like, I like the spontaneity. I like the, like, who knows what can happen. I think it's, it's hard to predict that something unpredictable is going to happen. Right. So it's like, that's, it's, I think it's different personalities and all that. But I do think naturally, if you bring it down to like, what are the facts? I think most people will want and ask to be at home as the default. Yep. And I think that you kind of have to like kind of pull them in. And then when they're in, it won't be as bad. Like exactly. that's uh, as, They'll be as, like, like, oh, I imagine. don't want that. But then yeah. they are like, actually, I really enjoy this. It's the classic, yeah, uh, yeah. You can't ask people for what they want because they will, they'll, t they won't tell you, right? Like they'll tell you something they yeah. think they want, but it's not actually what they want. Right? Yeah. And it's really tough. Cause you can also can't say that. Like I can't go to like everybody at the company and be like, I know what's this better is for, for your you. Own good. Like, that, <laughs> that is a great, oh my God, let me tell you, I've almost said something like that. Literally if you like questions, like it's, it's the equivalent of like, don't write me letters about this, but it's, it's literally, I get all these Slack messages. Like I know we're open and transparent, but that was like inappropriate. I'm like, I get it. I'm sorry. Sorry, yes. I was not thoughtful of everyone. And it's like, yeah, but there is something about like um, doing it, but not saying it. And, and it's also a little bit about living it too. Like I've been in the office every day since uh, like middle of June or something when they made it kind of legal to do that. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like now it's just, I'm just used to it. I also unfairly do live very close to the office. So it's easy, yeah. but I, I mostly do it because I don't have to pick what I have to eat for lunch. That's the, the number one reason. <laughs> I think a lot of people share that. I mean, <laughs> that's a funny place to end, but it's a good place to end, I think, because we're just fun It's kind of time, cool. I know. It is cool. It is. And it's like, uh, we, we now, like, because of this, we've developed all sorts of software around this, too. So it's like, if somebody is coming in, like, only the people that are coming into the office get a thing to select what food they want to eat. And now we don't waste nearly as much food and oh, like, no one goes awesome. hungry because yeah, it's yeah. like now it's like we're, we're trying to like become this kind of authoritative source for who's physically in the office today. So then that way we can guarantee you that you're going to have a parking spot. It's going to be this number. We can guarantee you're going to have a locker. You're going to have food. You're going to be next to these people. You're going to have this room the entire time. And all of this gets assigned to you like super last minute. So it's, um, it's kind of like pushed us into this. So the whole dog fooding thing is very important for us as, yeah. as a, we also feel like we have to be here before all the customers and all that, but it seems like a lot of customers are beating us to it and we're trying, we're trying to catch up in certain cases, but we feel we're just trying to build as much as we can and uh, it's driving our own crazy, but it's purpose, purpose. Come on. Yeah, no, I like the just-in-time model and, the, and, and like, that's another great thing about it is like, it allowed people to look at this and be like, how can we make this? actually efficient and 
pleasant for the people that are doing it. Right. Whereas before it was like, we have this thing, everybody do it. And we just got to deal with the fallout. Now it's like, let's optimize this. Right. It's nice to be able to sit back and optimize. Yeah. The phrase we're kind of trying to use right now, and I think that like legal is giving us some kind of trouble, but it's like we want to put up a billboard that says uh, something like workplaces have to earn themselves again. Right. Because it's like you, you can't assume that people are just going to show up. The numbers don't work out. And and it's like you have to like you have to retrofit and redo your office. If it was like kind of meh, people are not going to show up to kind of meh. They're yeah. going to want something that's like. Uh, attracting them back and and like respects them and, and is thoughtful and 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 all that kind of stuff. So, but I, I think that's what like at least in Silicon Valley, like the, the there's no surprise that the Google, Facebook, Apples of the world all had really nice offices. Uh, some of them even turn into spaceships, and it's like because it's it's like they found the value of people feeling like they have a great like kind of environment around them. I don't think that concept's going away. No, it's like travel advertising, but for for offices right like it's yeah this is a great destination right (laughs) you'll love it well thanks very much larry i mean it's fantastic i feel like we weirdly didn't cover (laughs) that much like topic wise as much as uh, i i was planning to but we went really deep and i think it interesting on the things that we did cover so really appreciate you joining us for sure hey happy to be on at any point again i mean always excited about to talk about this stuff and i'm sure we will have launched like three or four more products by the time we talk next time <laughs> so it's like why not all right jordan so that was our conversation with larry we ended up talking a lot less about his founder story and a lot more about the impact of COVID-19 and the business shifts that resulted at Envoy from that. And also about just kind of like general philosophy around work culture. What did you think? What was your most interesting takeaway? I tried to talk about his founder story and we kept veering away. <laughs> so I just want the audience to know I really did try to get you us gave back it your on. All. Uh, on track and it wasn't happening. I felt like in my perspective, my version of what you just said is we talked a lot about whether or not you can eat food in the office for free. Yes. And that being one of the main reasons to go back. And meal selection, which is like, it's funny because Larry brought it up so much. It's honestly something I hear a lot of the times, especially from engineers. It's like, I don't want to think about what I'm going to eat for lunch. I want the decision made for me. Those big old brains, they're just used up for other things, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't struggle with this whole, like, what should I have for lunch thing really at all. Oh, I do. Like, if I can't I decide, I just don't have anything. And then otherwise, I, like, really know exactly what I don't know what if I that's want, a solution. I <laughs> I'm just, like, not a big deal. It's just, like, not, you know, it feels like both you and Larry are, like, really lunch-centric people, I guess. Um, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, like, there's absolutely no judgment for me. So I don't know. I mean, I thought it was a good chat. It, it was weird to me that you were converted by the end. Like, do you, because I can that was weird. make sure you get into the office every day in Toronto hey. if that's what you, it felt like that's what you were asking for. No, please. No, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I like having my little office vacations, let's call them. So in the history of my TechCrunch work, I've left twice for a year each time to go work at an office-based place. I really like those those punctuations, but like it's almost like I should just like join a social club or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like it's not a healthy way to get what I get out of that experience, right? Yeah, it's you like, need like a league, right, or something, or like yeah, a, 
a yeah, league of thinking. I don't want to play a sports league or something, but like, you know, you a thought need, league. Yeah, you need something, <laughs> but you need something with a calendar, not just like yes. that you could roam in and out of at leisure. You need like something. Has to be defined. Like, we meet every Wednesday and you need to be yeah. here every Wednesday. Actually, I'm in a book club now, so maybe that's kind of like serving that function. I'm but, in a book uh, club too, a parent's book club. Okay. For the school that the kid goes to. <sighs> Everything's so weird these days. Anyways, um, <laughs> I liked Larry. I think Envoy is an interesting product. Kudos to them for yeah figuring out how to deal with this whole situation. It sounds like they've got something that's actually pretty useful. I mean, we'll see how this all shakes out. There's so much unknown still in terms there of like, great resignation and what is the future of work. It's obviously billions of dollars being poured into trying to figure that out. And, you know, we'll see who wins, but. Larry is a pretty optimistic, smart guy, so I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up on top. Yeah, and I, I don't think he's like, un, it's not undue optimism. And I think you're right. I don't think we've seen, I don't think we're like at the part where it's like, oh, okay, this is how it shakes out in terms of like what the impact is on office culture and remote work, et cetera, et cetera. But like the things they've built seem to be able to flex to deal with however that takes shape. And the one thing that he brought up, which I think he's right about, is like there will be a workplace paradigm of some kind right like that's not going away anytime soon and there there will need to be an, an a, approach to managing that and envoy can play that role right so like i feel he makes me very confident i listen to him and i feel like it doesn't feel like braggadocio or like just ego it feels like oh this is this is the person i trust who has competence in this area and understands it and and will figure something out right yeah yeah unlike me i have no confidence <laughs> I feel like to figure anything out. So me neither. <laughs> good luck to us. Yeah, best of luck to us. That's a good place to end. Uh, <laughs> if you want to wish us good luck, you can review us, give us five stars on all the the various podcast platforms, and also you know leave us leave us a text review. We like those, and we'll we'll read them. If if you give us really good ones, if you're just very very flattering, we'll read those to boost our own confidence and, and convince other people we're also great. And then if you want to fill out our listener survey, please do. That's available at bit.ly. That's bit.ly slash found listener survey. It's just a few questions. We just want to know more about our audience so we can better serve you. So please, please go fill that out. Yeah, Jordan, I'll see you in the office. But no, yeah, I won't. One day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Who knows? Found is hosted by myself, TechCrunch News Editor Daryl Etherington, and TechCrunch Managing Editor Jordan Crook. We are produced by Ashat Kulkarni and edited by Grace Mendenhall, and Maggie Stamets is our associate producer. TechCrunch's audio products are managed by Henry Pickovit. Our guest this week was Larry Gadia, founder and CEO at Envoy. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and on Twitter at twitter.com slash found. You can also email us at found at techcrunch.com. And you can call us at 510-936-1618. Also, we'd love if you could spare a few minutes to fill out our listener survey at bit.ly slash found listener survey. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. <laughs>